Hello, Fright Schoolers. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. This is Joshua. <laughs> All right. So we are here at um, at a theater. Yes. On at the AMC. They're not paying us for that, yes. but we'll tell anyway. We'll tell them AMC. Get your premiere. It's fifteen dollars a year, folks. Get that. Get that membership. Yes. Um, we're here um, at Joshua's preferred time, so the first matinee on a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, to watch opening weekend of Stephen King's It. Yes, a new adaptation of the classic terrifying novel about Pennywise the Clown and some children's. So I have, I, I mean, this is no surprise to anybody, but I've not seen any version or read It, so I have no idea what I'm in for, but... Oh, it's so exciting, <laughs> and the squancher's here, and he is a uh, cholerophobe. He does not like clowns. That's right. I was he so did. surprised yes. that you said he was coming. I convinced him to go. I was like, you know, I gave him some moral support I said you know um, everything you want is on the other side of fear <laughs> you have to walk through the fire Jeffrey you have to to get to get past this clown here <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that now it's like everything you want is on the other side of fear yes that is perfect that is the thing take that with you I'm I'm deep I'm deep hack Joshua deep hack <laughs> <laughs> If that anyway. if that's not the name of this episode, I don't know what is. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we're excited to do another Fright School field trip. We're going to go in and see the movie, and then we'll be back with our thoughts. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. See you later on the other side of fear. Right. <laughs> Yay. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Oh my gosh. Uh, We're back. We're back after watching it. Today's Fright School is brought to you by the letters I and T. Yes, hunty. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of Fright School. And you're all getting this before the new season is even out. This is a, a special just putting it out there field trip. It's like, it's like. Um, What's it like, Joshua? Well, it's like this, I guess, a, a trip like uh, that you would have taken before school started. Did, yes. Like did a, that ever happen? Like, like a, vac- a band camp. Like it's a like band fright camp. school camp. Yes, like Summer vacation. Camp. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't actually started our new season yet. We are in progress. We're in pre-production and we're putting it together and we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. But uh, we haven't actually released it. But we thought it'd be fun to um, put this out since it is out and it's... Uh, it's becoming a thing. It is. It's a huge freaking thing. They're making all kinds of money. So I thought we could uh, talk about that. We took Joe, made Joe uh, sit through it. Yes. How um, was it? This, this sh- obviously shouldn't surprise anybody, but I've not seen the original miniseries with Tim Curry. Um, I just remember my, vi- my only memory of it is uh, my aunt uh, back on Guam. Uh, we're not even five minutes in already, Guam. Uh, Guam. My aunt had the miniseries. Like, she had one of those awesome living rooms that had all their movies on VHS, like, in bookshelves. Oh, wow. So I just remember every time you came in from the back patio, there had, like, a bunch of movies. And the first thing I would always see was It. 
<laughs> and she had it. She had the Langoliers. Um, she was actually had like a lot, pretty extensive movie collection. Very nice, very nice. But yes, that's my only thing of it. And I've never, obviously, I've never read the book either because um, it's really thick and I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like eleven hundred some pages. I forgot. I let. Um, I'm rereading it. I read it first like twenty years ago when I was like twelve or thirteen. And I've lost I lost my copy somewhere along the way. I probably let somebody borrow it, didn't get it back. That's how life is. Uh, so I recently bought a new hardcover uh, version of it, and I'm rereading it now. But Ooh. I don't. I left it at work today because it's really huge and it's a lot to carry around. So I left it there because yeah. I'm reading it at lunch. It's it's bigger than the Holy Bible. It's huge. Yeah, it's like over eleven. You could take pages. someone out with it, just you like could. the Holy Bible has taken out yeah. people for years and years and centuries. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Very good, Joe. You're That's welcome. True. You are rubbing off on me, Joshua. <laughs> and I hope only to rub off on you. In what way? That has remains to be seen. It, yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, yeah, so we could talk a little bit first. Uh, it is a novel by Stephen King, for all you people listening that don't uh, didn't know it was based on a book. Which, Why? Um, <laughs> Right. Well, hey, that happens. Um, well, that's why they're here, right? School, yeah. right? School yeah. them, Joshua. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because I have it at work and so everybody keeps coming by and they see and they go, oh, you know, I actually have had a couple people say, I didn't know it was a book. I'm like, did you miss the Stephen King's it? Like, who who do you think Stephen King is? Like, anyways, whatever. Well, I, I don't know. He has written some uh, screenplays that were not books first. So I guess to be fair to them. Okay, fine. All but right. people keep coming by my desk and, oh, did you go see the movie? You know. No. Like, <laughs> yes, I did see the movie. But, you know, I'm also rereading it. Um, but, yeah. So Stephen King wrote the original novel. It was released in 1986. I think the last page in the book says that he started in 1981 and finished it in 85. Oh, wow. So it took him, you know, a few years to write it. And uh, he put it out in 1986. It is his 22nd book and 18th novel written under his own name. Uh, What's yeah. the other name he writes under? Uh, he wrote under Richard Bachman for a while. He wanted okay. to do some like other types of stories. And so he wrote under that under a pseudonym for a bit. Uh, but it was quickly discovered. Ah, like J.K. Rowling in The Casual Vacancy. Exactly. Yes. And even that, we all knew before the book was even out that it was hers. Exactly, because she probably leaked it herself. Probably. That crafty, crafty lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, very crafty. Um, in other news, uh, on tonight's edition of What Are the Hosts Drinking? J- Joshua, why don't you tell the folks at home what you're drinking? Cause oh, you... this is some cheap Malbec I dug up out of our bar. Yay. <laughs> I'm drinking a vanilla milkshake from Jack in the Box. They don't sponsor us. Nope, we're not getting any sponsoring. We need we need some sponsoring. Uh some uh AA sponsoring. Yes, AA sponsoring. <laughs> AA G A N A T N A whatever you got, we'll take it. Ah, I love it. Okay, so right. So the book 1986 back on track. See, we can't even keep on track. This is like a short field trip episode. <laughs> Uh, I've missed you so much, Joshua. I've missed you too. I'm trying to think if I, I don't think I read the novel before the adaptation. I, d- I definitely saw the 1990 miniseries. I was probably, let's see, six, seven, somewhere in that range when it came out. I do remember watching it on TV, like as a young kid. Uh, and then when I got, older and saw like the Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. 
and then went back and realized that Pennywise and Frankenfurter were the same person. That like blew my mind. Oh, uh, and made me like it even more. So that's like my earliest memory of the it story was the the miniseries in the nineties with with Tim Curry and who else was in that John Ritter Harry Anderson John from, Ritter's in that yeah oh, yeah wow. he plays um, Ben Hanscom. oh I I love me some John Ritter yeah Annette O'Toole uh, just all 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 kinds of just names 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 and then yeah and then I read the book. Because I found out, hey, it was a book, you know, because I was that kid. Anytime I'd find out, you know, I'd rush right over to the library. I probably got it like the next day or something. Nice. And read it. Uh, So that's the, you know, there we go. There's a little background on it. Now let's talk about the new adaptation, which I Mm -hmm. think they did a really good job with. I really enjoyed it. Yes. We talked a little bit about this in the intro, but I want to mention it. So the I think it's important that everybody know that. The even though we went to go see the first showing on a Sunday, <laughs> it was still pretty packed. It was packed, yeah. There was tons of people in there. There were I was like, wow, everyone had the same idea. They all probably like rolled in from brunch or breakfast or on their way after, but it was pretty packed in there. Yeah, they did not want to be out late at night, I guess. No, they don't want to be don't want to be watching no pennywise and floating. Pennywise. But yes, um I so were you scared? I was very. I was actually. Um, I was actually scared. Um, I think that. Uh, I think that if anything, horror story has American horror story has desensitized me from, um, from from stuff. Like I kind of already had an idea. Like I wasn't. I wasn't as apprehensive going into it as I was going into other films, mm-hmm. like even Get Out and A Cure for Wellness when we saw it or any other film we watched in the first season. Um, I wasn't as apprehensive. One, because I really do like the seeing it with a group in like a group setting. That yeah. really that really yeah, helps me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I that's the whole reason why like even though like I have cable, I come here to watch horror story because there's nothing quite like watching it with a group of people experiencing it all at the same time and it kind of takes away a little bit of its power to to, to you know to have to be to to scare me. To scare you. Yeah. Um that being said, um I, I'll echo this uh, from uh, Matt from Horror Movie Night, who in their review, uh, shout out to Horror Movie Night, by the way. Yes, we uh, love those guys. We love those guys. Please uh, go take a look at their uh, tons and tons of episodes as well. Um, th- when they did their review of it, uh, one thing that was said in their review was that like it all got set up from the moment that, um, by the way, spoiler alert, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I think it all, all got... Uh, set up from the moment like the clown bites into little Georgie's arm and rips it the fuck off. And I was like, Oh, that's where we're going with this. Okay. So everything's on the table at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. Cause I mean, I, in the, in the novel, like that is how it opens, you know, it opens kind of the same way where, you know, they make the boat and they get the paraffin. They did the whole thing. And then you have your big brother making you a boat. It's all cute and adorable. And then he goes off and, uh, you know, the whole thing. That, I mean, it's exactly like the opening of the movie. Loses it, you know, sees the clown. And, yeah, he, I don't think it bites his arm. It, like, rips his arm off. But it doesn't take him into the sewer. That's the difference. It just leaves him there to bleed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he, it, so I was expecting, like, 
you know, I because even the uh, 1990 series just kind of fades. You know, you see the teeth of the clown, then it fades to black, and then it's you know goes on with the story, and everybody's you know all whatever. Anyways, um, so I was expected to be a little bit more violent, you know, than that, a little more graphic. But I was really shocked by showing that little boy with like his armies crawling away, and he's like gushing blood everywhere. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. I was I was like, okay, this is gonna be. Yeah. This is going to be good. This that is going to be. That kid has, first of all, shout out to that kid's parents mm-hmm. for letting him do that, uh, right. for being rad AF, for letting him do that. And he was he was probably one of the best actors in that entire fucking Yeah, thing. he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That little Georgie was, um, yeah. the whole You'll Float 2 yeah. in the cellar, like, fuck me up. Yeah, that was very scary. That whole scene was really good when yeah. Pennywise flies. Cause, and it's in the trailer where he kind of flies about the water and he's, like, shaking and stuff. But yeah. it was very effective to see it within the context of the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the whole cast. I thought they all did a great job. That uh, kid from Stranger Things. Yes! Um, what's his name? He played Richie Tozer. Um, um, let me see real quick. Blah, blah, blah. Where is it? We are looking for it. Young David's not here That's to right. do the Finn. research. Finn Wolfhard, which is just like the best name ever in the world. If your name is Finn Wolfhard, you either, you, you're you set up for a particular line of work. Yeah. The name Finn Wolfhard. But uh, yeah, so he the, he's from Stranger Things. I thought he was great. I really liked uh, the girl who played um, um, Beverly. Yes, Bev. She, yeah, she kind of looked a little like she could be like related to Amy Adams or yes. um, uh, um, oh, shoot the the actress from uh, San Junipero from Black uh, from Black Mirror, um, one of the lesbians, the white lesbian. Oh, she could be her, mm-hmm. but like she definitely had that like. You know, she looked like she had Nicole Kidman's old face. Yeah. <laughs> like Sophia Lillis or Lillis. I don't know. L-I-L-L-I-L-I-S. Well, she also had she also had uh, Nicole Kidman's original hair. Yes, that's yes, true. What's underneath the lace front. Yeah. But so I thought that, yeah, I thought she looked a lot like her or like Jessica Chastain. Like she could have been she could easily play any of their like younger selves. Which begs the question. When they cast the adults. Yeah, who they're going to cast. Are they going to cast like a Jessica Chastain? You know what? Cool. Or like a Bryce Dallas Howard, maybe? Yes, exactly. I like where you're going. Uh, but anyway, so I thought I thought they were all great, and I really enjoyed uh, the this uh, Scandinavian Baldwin, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yes, as Pennywise, I liked it because the book describes Pennywise's voice and demeanor as very childlike mm-hmm. and kind of a high pitched voice. Uh, so I liked his interpretation of that. Is, is even it not though that underneath way? it was really creepy. Is it not that way in the original miniseries? No, it's Tim Curry's voice. Oh, so you it's know, like it's very, yeah, it's very deep, and he's like you know, um, you know, just the way he's he sounds like Frankfurter. You know, yeah. I mean, he sounds like Tim Curry. You know, and I, then there's a lot of parts where he's making fun, and there's a whole scene in the library when they're older, and. Um, you know, he's making all these funny voices because he's trying to, like, distract. He's trying. It's, um, shoot, the guy from Night Court. Um, oh, Harry. Ha- Harry, whatever. Harry I said Anderson. Earlier. Harry, yeah, Harry yeah. Anderson's characters in the library. And there's all these balloons floating around. They keep popping and splattering everybody with blood. And he's, like, yelling at him. And he's up on, like, the, the, 
the railing and he's like, is your refrigerator running? It is. You know, he's like making all these stupid <laughs> jokes and he has this noisemaker and he's like swinging and he's going <laughs> like, I mean, that's how he acts. He acts really goofy. And then he's back to like Frankfurter voice, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's very, it's different. It's very monstrous. It's, it's not goofy childlike, but yeah, but there was a layer of sinister to it even. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just very, I don't know. I just thought he did a really good job. That whole, the, the whole first scene with that, that voice was just like, yeah. Oh God. And then seeing the pictures of him in real life. Ooh, like he's, um, he definitely is one of the Scandahoovian Baldwins. Yeah, 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 yeah. My goodness. Well, and I watched him. He was on Hemlock Grove. Oh, see, never seen. Like, yeah, which never he seen was. It. Yeah, he was great in that too. So, I I like him as a, as an actor. So I'd seen him in other things, but I was really, I wasn't sure when they said that he was going to be in um in it, you know, and he was cast as Pennywise. I was like, what? You know, I don't know about that because you know, having seen him do uh, Hemlock Grove, but. I again, I was really impressed. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I'm the whole your reaction to it also like made me like made me like it a lot too because I feel like for a horror film to have like the Joshua stamp of approval to me that means I was like, oh wow, this is something to really take up just because of the sheer volume of films that you've seen. And- yeah, well, I just think it's hard to adapt Stephen King's work, and still, it's not like it's a perfect adaptation. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we could talk in a little bit about you know some of the some of the changes, but I thought overall they did a really good job. And I think also, I guess to put it in the context of the rest of our show, you know, the, and what we're talking about, I think it's kind of a great year to make a film about a horrific clown who feeds on everyone's fears yeah in our in the current uh political scheme that hot take joshua hot take from joshua right there well and i'm sure other people are making that connection but for me i'm watching it like oh my god this is like perfect you know it's a perfect commentary and a a great reflection on that and um you know this time we're living in yeah of just uh, fear being this motivating factor. And I feel like there's, I think, I don't know if it was said in, I don't know if it was said in the film or if it was something that I read later, but it's like this, this town is getting what it deserves. Mm. Right. So like, you know, you can even further draw from that. Like here's, we've, this town is empowered this like, you know, psychopathic sadistic clown Right. To give it what it deserves and and mm-hmm. steal its ju- steal its children, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so just talk a little bit, just to move in. I, it's very interesting. Everybody is talking about. So in the book, there's a uh, like a teenaged orgy. Have you heard about this? So I totally like went home later and watched the or read the uh, Wikipedia synopsis of the novel. And that uh, really surprised me. The whole, like, um, Bev basically lets all the boys do her, or something along those lines. I mean, that was my inter- that was my assumption of it. But, like, yes, so I am familiar with that yes after having read it. But could you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I, I just think it's interesting because, obviously, you know, they did not put that in the film. Uh, and it's funny because there's been a lot of like uh, comments and things from Stephen King, and y- y- there was this article: Stephen King doesn't know why you're so obsessed with the child orgy in it. <laughs> this is coming from The Verge. He has no idea, and it's not his problem. <laughs> 
So um, <laughs> it says here, I wasn't really thinking of the sexual aspect of it. The sexual act connected childhood and adulthood. It's another version of the glass tunnel that connects the children's library and the adult library. Times have changed since I wrote that scene, and there's now more sensitivity to those issues. Okay, or was there always a sensitivity? Uh, right. And yeah. we just... <laughs> okay, Stephen. It's like, but, you know, it's interesting because, again, like I said, I read that book when I was really young, and, I, you know, I don't know what... I, I wish I could go back now and, like, think, what the hell did I make of that? Because I was, like, 12 or 13, so mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I made what a 12 or 13-year-old would have made out of that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, he said also, um, that sounds like my statement to it. I just add that it's fascinating to me that there has been so much comment about that single sex scene and so little about the multiple child murders that must mean something, but I'm not sure what, uh, <laughs> which again, that kind of goes along with a lot of the things we've discussed in here uh, about sex and murder. Yeah. Well, and even like I said, growing up, it's like, oh, you don't talk about the sex scenes in the in the horror movies. Let's let's avoid that conversation. But all the blood and guts and you know murder, hey, uh, that's well, just yeah. par for the course. Yeah, exactly. You know, or like that ongoing conversation, like The Walking Dead. Oh my God, they showed two men kissing, but you know how awful. I'm going to stop watching this show. But it's like, but but you know, let's show com- about zombies. Like, yeah, let's completely ignore the fact that like you know. There's a lot of terrible human beings doing other things, human beings doing things to other human beings in it. And I feel like, so it, let me ask you this, because I have, I, I have a point, but I want to mm-hmm. ask you this. Is, is it apparent that, is, it, is Bev's uh, sexual abuse apparent in the, uh, in the novel? Or was that something that they just heightened for the film? No, I think it's there. I think it's... Um... It's implied. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, he's very, he's he's intense, you know. Again, it's been a long time since I read it, and I'm rereading it now, so maybe I can comment again later, you know, as we go through the, as we go through um, this, this season. Um, because I want to say that, like, you know, her, she had the best story out of the, out of the, out of the kids, out of the seven. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, you know, all seven of them, you know, were featured pretty well. Um, yeah. There, but she had the best one because she had like a noticeable, like, arc. Like, yeah, she, yeah, absolutely. she had a noticeable arc. But the thing about it is, is that you know, to if it's it, as, and this is someone who has never read the novel, but like you know, you have a you have a girl who is who was sexually abused by her by a family member by a father, mm-hmm. and then in overcoming that fear and then retaking her autonomy over her body. You know, she basically consents, right? I'm saying it's consensual because I believe it is in the in the book, right? Yeah, well, it's meant to be that they think it's the way that they can, like, get out of the situation they're in. That okay. That's the answer. <laughs> okay, so sex is the answer. Um, yes. It was, you know, it's the, it's the 80s. So, you know, there she is. Well, and even then it's set. This in the 50s. In the 50s, yeah. yeah. So this is her exerting autonomy again over her body and reclaiming what was lost. So mm-hmm. in that regard, I feel like that that's a read of it just by, you know, again, yeah. total outsider's opinion. But um, I I did like where they left it. Um, one thing that was interesting that Horror Movie Night mentioned was that there were deleted scenes that they're not going to release as part of like a DVD thing or special feature mm. because they're going to use them as flashbacks 
for when they do the sequels. Oh yeah, I read that too, and that they um, because they they filmed last summer, so these kids are growing really fast, and they want to get some other footage with them, uh, so that they can kind of weave in some flashbacks because mm-hmm. the book is like that. The book moves between you know nineteen eighty whatever eighty four eighty five. And 1957-58, it kind mm-hmm. of flashes back and forth. And then, ti- oh, gosh. Yeah. And then I keep hitting this thing. Um, and then times in between, you know, as different things happen. And then they're reminded, they're like, oh, that's right. I remember that time that this happened, you know. And it kind of so goes back and forth. So there's rumors that they'll release the the next film. It'll It'll have you know, the adult story mixed in with some flashbacks. Then I guess a a year after that or so, when they release it uh, to home video there, there's rumor they might cut the whole thing together as one epic film that goes between both. Oh, like the film that mixes. Yeah. That will mix the adults and you know, it won't just be Mm -hmm. part one and part two sold that they may do a master cut of it that's like four hours, five hours long. That'll be everything together. I would totally watch the shit out of that. Yeah, me too. I think that'd be cool because that's how the miniseries is. The 1991, it's like four or five hours long and it's mm-hmm. go, it, it, it goes back between. Forth. Yeah, yeah. As they do things, they go back to the town and they have a memory and it flashes back to like mm-hmm. them as kids. It makes me just so curious who they're going to cast as the adults. Yeah. I... What, they have to be 40, right? 27 years later if they're... yeah. Yeah, so, like, they're all between 12 and 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be all pushing 40. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i excited to see, you know, how they do that. So I was going to look. There's Laura some, Dern. No. Laura Dern, right? <laughs> She's in everything. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I really thought they did a good job. It, it's been a long time since I've seen a really good adaptation of a Stephen King film I, or a book. Um, Green Mile was excellent. That was a really great ad- adaptation. Um, Shawshank Shawshank yeah but Shawshank is just like a, a story it's a short novella mm-hmm. um, so it's I think it was easier for them to adapt that because it was it's not a lot they could actually expand on it more than cut stuff out of it whereas it I mean yeah they have to pare it down he's not you know I mean you can mm-hmm. see all those books over there I mean they're huge you know it's a Dreamcatcher? lot Dreamcatcher right <laughs> <laughs> no that was anyways. Salem's Lot the miniseries with Rob all. Lowe Right, Toby Hooper. Oh, R.I.P. Toby. Mm-hmm. Since we have that moment, Rutger Ooh. Hauer. Right, I'd I like th- me I, some Rutger Hauer. He's in that. Um, the I think he he's in the Salem's Lot with uh, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the point was, yeah, I, I I really really liked it. I thought they did a great job. I think that it's again, it's in. It, it goes with some of the uh, movies we talked about last season, like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you have these children that are sort of abandoned by the adults in their lives, mm-hmm. or you know they're not trusted, their fears aren't validated, yeah. their concerns aren't validated, they're left to their own devices, and this entity is preying on them, and people in the town even know that the town is messed up and, and still not, you know, yeah. The supporting did their did kids. you get the sense that um is it Eddie who's the hypochondriac kid is that Eddie yes is did you get the sense that Eddie's mother knows that things are happening out there at least in the film yeah um maybe but I think she would have clung to him harder you know, like I think she would have done more to keep him trapped. Mm, I see. You know, because that's how he is in the book. When he grows up, he's even like more like that. Like the women in his life is like are, are a lot like his mother and very, you know, the same kind of 
So it'll be interesting how they do that story, mm, you know, as, interesting. They, as it gets, um, as it, as it goes on. I, you know, I am curious to see also, I guess, to, to go back to the book and, and the, and the original miniseries. So, um, was it Henry, the bully? Um, you know, they push him down the well at the end. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. So in the book, he he they, he takes the fall for some of the murders. Yeah, they well, he take yeah everybody they accuse him of doing. Then he goes into like a mental institution for twenty seven years, and then Pennywise reemerges and lets him out. You know, and then he goes off to you know do more killing. So I'm not sure how that because they left that unresolved. Like you didn't see his body, you didn't see any, you know because he does. I think he washes out somewhere, and then they they blame him for everything. Hmm. But they didn't really. Uh, that could be resolve that. That could be deleted scenes too. Mm. Maybe actually, that's a good point. Could be. I don't know. So, all right, down to brass tacks. Um, I am really happy for it. Uh, one, because again, I think it was a really good story. I think they did a great job with it. Um, I can't think of any real complaints. Although I, I think there's also a really nice moment in the <clears throat> original miniseries with the poem. When they're adults, <coughs> and she recites it to him as adults, mm. and the and then they you know he realized that you know they know like she knows that he wrote it for her, so doing it when they're still kids, I, I don't know that kind of bothered me because it was nice that it was this like twenty seven year long secret, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm just curious how they're going to do that because spoiler alert, like they end up you know paired together, up. yeah. yeah. So that's why every, when everybody was cheering for Bill and her to kiss, I was like, somebody didn't read the book. But I mean, again, they could <laughs> they could totally do yeah. their own thing with that. But I just always thought that was a really nice moment between Annette O'Toole and uh, John Ritter in the um, in the 1990 series when she, as adults, says that to him, and they have this whole moment that's really cool that had been w- 27 years in in, in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. So, on top of it being a good story, it made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, hundred and twenty million dollar opening with, I guess, another twenty five million to be accounted for in um, international. Oh yeah, it's gonna do well. Yeah, it's huge. So, um, I guess the highest opening horror movie all time record is I Am Legend with seventy seven million. And this also came really close to breaking the $132 million opening for an R-rated film, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So it's already almost made as much as Deadpool did in its first. And, like, that was a big deal for an R-rated movie like that to, to make that much money in its, like, opening weekend. Um, so it's very um, Yeah, I mean, like... Exciting. I, I wish I had uh, some money invested in that. It, <laughs> And they brought this up a little bit on horror movie night about like, you know, can we just make our rated horror movie horror films without like fear of repercussion? And I was thinking like, well, you know, I mean, what the television prestige television right now, if you think about prestige television, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Game of Thrones, like that's R rated shit from the get. Like it's the most popular television show right now. And it's some of the, the themes and everything. It's all uh r-rated nc17 xxx like this is the time to really like dig in uh mainstream mainstream filmmakers need to um need to really just dig in and stop worrying about what worked and what didn't and just you know take deadpool take it 
and run with it. Yeah. No, I, hey, I agree. I, I like seeing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but it's funny because it's like people don't care anymore, it seems. Like there were like all these children in the movie theater. Yes. That we saw. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Young yes. kids. I was like, I think I told you, I said, wow, someone's, someone's uh, parents uh, thought they were having too good of a childhood. So they decided to bring them to it. I guess. Yeah. Oh my Crush God. those little uh, spirits. They were, they were like running up and down the stairs. And I'm thinking, Jesus, what? what? No, I thought it was bad when my parents brought me to sing Black Hawk Down, but like, no, this is this is awful. Yeah, I was really shocked by by that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say shocked because I mean, I would probably take my nieces to see it if they wanted. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not their parents. Yeah, <laughs> that's my job as a bad influence yes. and as um, the cool uncle. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I was just kind of shocked to see like young young kids. Yeah. in there running up and down the stairs and mm-hmm. whatnot. But whatever. Anyway, so yeah, it's on track to uh, make a ton of money. I love delisted saying that you know because I guess it was estimated to make sixty five to seventy five million. It like doubled that almost, and uh, delisted was like all the execs at Warner Brothers or whoever, not Warner Brothers. I don't know whatever. Uh, were all wearing uh, red bozo wigs and doing the good cocaine in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <clears throat> Their nose is already red. Warner so Brothers. Way. I think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it could. Be. Yeah, but anyway. So they. Um, I guess the sequel has not actually been greenlit, but they are in pre-production for it, and they expect to have a, a script by January. Oh, it's gonna be great. So I'm. We'll probably have to wait two years for it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if they could get it together for next, like Halloween. But mm-hmm. I mean, that, if they don't even have a script yet for it, like yeah. it is gonna be like nineteen, twenty nineteen before we probably see it. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But anyway, so, yay, another awesome field trip down. We've got a few more planned for this year. We're going to go see. More now after seeing those trailers that were in front of it. Oh, man, there was lots of good trailers. Yes. Uh, But I'm excited to do an actual field trip that's not a movie. We're going to go to Not Scary Farm and spend the evening with Elvira. And uh, in the mazes, we're going to shoot some zombies in their... Maze. I cannot believe that I'm excited and willing to do this. I that's it's gonna be not, a blast. I don't I don't believe in people <laughs> accosting me and me paying people to do that. It's gonna be a blast, Joe. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. And then we have of course, yeah, lots of other movies are are coming up that we'll go to see for, for fun field trips. And special guests. Like we'll we'll talk all about this on the first official se- episode of this season, but um, we're excited. We couldn't contain ourselves anymore. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and I'm, I'm glad to be back on the ride again with you. Yay. So much fun. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Go out and see it. Uh, help them make another $125 million this, uh, coming weekend. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, support your local, uh, horror uh, movies, yes. everything, and remember, <laughs> I don't know what I'm everything you desire is on the other side of fear. That's right. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 